Welcome, welcome. This is Dale Calvert. The title of this session is There Are New Geese Laying Golden Eggs for All. And 97% of the U.S. population hasn't seen the geese yet. I wasn't sure where the term the goose that lays the golden egg really came from. I wasn't sure if it was in a bedtime children's story or a nursery rhyme. I honestly just wasn't sure, so I looked it up. And it actually came from uh, Aesop's fable in which a farmer and his wife had a goose that laid golden eggs, one golden egg, every single day. And then for some un unknown reason, this intelligent couple decided to butcher the goose as they thought inside it must be made of gold and they could get all the golden eggs at once uh, once they butchered the goose and got inside of it. And I guess the, the, the fable speaks to the lack of patience in human beings when you really stop and think about it, the lack of patience. You've got to, and I look at the network marketing profession, it's like, my gosh, I look at it back in the mid-90s. We had a goose that was laying the golden eggs, and people decided to try to dissect the goose and figure out how to get the eggs out quicker, faster, and easier because a three- to five-year game plan to financial independence wasn't good enough. But anyway, at some point in my career, I started to use the, the term, the goose that lays the golden eggs, quite often. I can remember... Uh, back in the, my Shackley days, uh, when my relatives said, well, Dale, you're, you've quit your job. You're driving the new car this company gives you. And, and, uh, your mom told me that you're getting ready to take your first airplane trip ever out to San Francisco, California. And there's some award that you've won out there. And, you know, my, my, my relatives that were so negative when I started were now trying to, be supportive, and I can remember telling one aunt, aunt in particular, particular, yeah, uh, I told you about the goose that was laying the golden eggs years ago, and you didn't listen to me. So over the years, I've talked about the network marketing profession as the profession itself, as the goose that lays the golden eggs, and I've tried to warn the profession that we all mo must take care of the goose that's laying the golden eggs. And in 1999, in the audio program I did, Network Marketing is a Scam, I got into that in quite detail. And, you know, just frankly, as I've talked about many times in this podcast, you know, we've just sat back and watched, uh, and we've let greed-focused, psychopathic people continue to butcher goose after goose in the network marketing profession. And I've talked about this again many times, that the real enemy of network marketing is ourselves. Greed and ego ultimately are the destroyers of great companies, great organizations, and and also the destroyer of companies and organizations that had the opportunity to be great. Uh, since that time, you know, when I originally retired from network marketing back in uh, 2000, uh, I've experienced many short spurts uh, experiencing a goose laying golden eggs. Uh, so many that my intentions a few years ago were write a book called Six Six, six, six Figure Incomes in One Year. And in the book, my plan was to share with anyone who cared uh, at least six of the geese that I'd found that were laying golden eggs. Uh, 
And I'm amazed, really, at this point today, how much my life and entrepreneurial thought process has changed over the last few months to the point that I feel a little bit uncomfortable trying to communicate it. It's like an entire new world that I didn't really understood existed and is full of geese that are laying golden eggs for all of us if, and it's a big if, but if you're willing to mentally get past preconceptions and emotionally get past the fear of loss emotion, fear of loss emotion that, you know, actually determines most people's lives. And really study and search, because he who seeks always finds. In this session, I want to give you, uh, the, the, everybody that ever hears this session, a glimpse of a land where geese with golden eggs run freely everywhere. And I know full well that most people don't have the desire, the patience, the focus, or the vision to take the time to pick up and acquire the eggs from the geese. I know that. And, and please understand, I didn't say anyone lacks the intelligence. And see, I know some of you, that's the way you heard that statement. That's not what I'm saying. I'm convinced that if I can learn it, anybody can learn it. Uh, but I didn't say lacking the pace, the, the, the intellect. I said lacking the desire, the patience, the focus, and the vision. And not the intellect the desire, the patience, the focus, or the vision, and that's really what I meant. But for those of you that do, making the decision decision that you're going to learn all you can learn about the geese, I really believe can give you the opportunity not only to change your life, but I truly believe future generations as well. For those of you that stay with me through the end of this session, I'm going to share with you info about a savings account that can give you 20%, annual return rates. Compare that to what you're getting at a bank with a certificate of deposit. I'm also going to share with you how I'm participating in a project that gives me the opportunity to turn a one-time $5,500 payment thereabouts uh, into a cryptocurrency node that will pay me approximately $1,500 a month in passive income. Invest $5,500, receive $1,500 a month in passive income, and there's not a limit on the number of nodes that I could have invested in. So we're going to unpack a lot in this podcast. I'm glad you're here, and we'll, we'll, we're going to get down to where the rubber hits the road here in just a minute, and it's my hope and prayer that some of you will experience a tremendous paradigm shift from this session. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. 
Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I hope you've had a great week. I appreciate you being here. Of course, nothing that I say on this podcast is ever investing in investing or financial advice. I'm not a financial planner. Uh, I'm just sharing my own personal experiences. Uh, so always, always do your own due diligence. Uh, it seems like every time I'm speaking with my, my mom or my dad, they're getting ready to go to a funeral or they're just gotten back from a funeral. And, you know, I ask my dad every time we're in Kentucky, it's like, why do you still get this paper? Because every, every time we're here, you're complaining about there's nothing in this paper anymore except ads <laughs> and, it's, they don't have it near the content that it used to. And I keep telling him, Dad, paper, newspapers, physical printed papers are going out of business. They're not going to be around very much longer. And you don't enjoy it. Why do you get it? And he always tells me, well, I have to keep up with the obituaries. And I said, why do you have to do that? And he said, because there's a lot of people that I work with over the years at IBM. And if they pass away, I want to make sure I, I support their families. And and that's why he gets the newspaper. And I just say all that to say this, you know, really before we get into this week's session, I just uh, need to, to say, you know, something happened to me this week that's the first time in my life that it's ever happened. Uh, for the first time, this has never happened before, but this past week I lost two dear friends and both were involved in network marketing and I just want to say rest in peace and thoughts and prayers to their families. Uh, the first I actually did a, a session on because he was a dear friend that I talked to every single month for many years. He was actually a founding member of our Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy. And that's Osborne Owens from, everybody calls him the King of Norway, the MLM King of Norway. Way. He actually brought, took Noni to Norway. Just a dear, dear friend and a great human being. And then, of course, the other was legendary Bob Crisp. Uh, many of you have heard me talk about Bob and his book, Raising a Giant, which I believe is the best book by far ever written on network marketing. And it's hard to find, but if you can ever get a copy of the original Bob Crisp, Raising a Giant book, get your hands on it. It's phenomenal. And Bob passed away this past week as well. We actually had him come and speak to our organization several years ago. If I ever find the uh, video from that, I'll get that session up online where people can can see it because it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, Bob was a re- a unique individual. He uh, he really understood the importance of team culture. He was part of in uh, the Dexter. Jaeger Amway team. And when he left there, he never quite was the same. And if there's anybody that understood after that experience that network marketing is not just about the right products at the right time in history, uh, a good, fair compensation plan, uh, but it's team culture plays a huge, huge role in your overall success. And again, that's one of the five stars that we talked about and actually we've talked about three of the five but if you would talk to bob and when i did he, he said you know my greed and ego got took me out of amway to do something else 
And he told me multiple times it was the worst decision I ever made because Dexter had built a culture that could never be recreated anywhere. So I remember when he spoke for our leaders and for our organization, we had a special meeting with our leaders. And I remember him just as brassy as he could possibly be because he meant it. He said, look, I know a lot of you guys in here think you've made it because you're at $10,000 a month, but at $10,000 a month, you couldn't even get in the room with the people that I hang out with. Uh, and man, that says a lot, doesn't it? About the vision that you have for what's available through building teams and, and the big, big picture of things and what could possibly happen. Uh, it says a lot. But anyway, those two friends of mine will be missed. Uh, thoughts and prayers to, to their families. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. One more thing before we get into this session, I need to apologize. As most of you know, I'm all about leadership development and becoming the very best leader you could be. I've said a thousand times, stop reading books on herbs and start reading books on leadership. And I recommended a webinar and speaker that I had not vetted uh, a couple weeks ago uh, simply because the promotion for the for the webinar sounded fabulous. It sounded really good. Uh, honestly, I, and I hate to say this without sounding egotistical, but it's like, man, I, I could have wrote this, this promotion for this webinar. This really sounds good. It's like hitting all the important points. Uh, but I also, when I promoted it and let people know about it, I said, look, if it's terrible, I haven't vetted this person. If it's terrible, just click out. And unfortunately, everyone who gave me feedback this week and sent me feedback on the lady conducting the event, uh, it was all negative, every bit of it. And I agree with, with every email I've received, okay? So I'm not griping about it. I appreciate you letting me know. I tried to watch it, but I, I didn't last 10 minutes before I clicked away. But uh, Bernadette Michael, who shared with, has shared with me awesome feedback on different podcasts, You'll see her comments sometimes on YouTube. Uh, just uh, sound feedback for me always and has sent me different quotes over the years, including one of my top all-time favorite quotes that I've used many times. Uh, Bernadette had really sent, had originally sent it to me from uh, Miss Tate, and it's don't resell the lies you bought, obliviate them so nobody else gets a hold of them and unlearn them and re-educate yourself and teach that which is true. Man, I love that quote. But anyway, uh, regarding the leadership webinar, uh, Bernadette said, I did get a chance to be on the training and honestly, I didn't get anything out of it except that it shows me how shallow people really are. And unfortunately, that's what most webinars reveal today. I, that was my comment. She said, you offer way more solid trainings on leadership. She's a John Maxwell team member, so I honestly expected a higher level of content. I know she's trying to reach people that have never even thought of this concept. But for the people that have followed you and your teachings, of the wisdom of the ages principles definitely didn't add any value. I hope it opened the minds of others. 
I did give her feedback, which I hope helps her and her business. I'm not sure what you felt about it, but I just wanted to share my thoughts. And I appreciate that, Bernadette, as always. And, you know, and again, in my opinion, there's nothing worse than listening to someone trying to teach you how to do that which they've never done or how to experience something they've never experienced. So I just needed to get that apology out uh, and just say, I'm sorry, I, I won't put out anything unvetted i'll try not to put out anything that's a speaker or a program or anything system that i have not personally vetted ever again sorry that you wasted your time it's also this the same reason that i'm really hesitant to share too much about what i'm learning about the geese in the crypto space Look, I'm a newbie. I am a newbie. And what I understand and see now should probably look quite different a year from now. If for no no other reason, then the crypto space itself, in my opinion, is just now hitting its stride. Uh, it's, It's starting to understand what it's capable of, and it's constantly evolving and changing as we speak. You know, as I said earlier, I am absolutely amazed how much my life and entrepreneurial thought process has changed over the last few months, really since November. And it's changed to the point that uh, uh, I kind of feel uncomfortable even trying to communicate it because it's it, it, it's it, it encompasses everything that I've ever done my entire life up to now. And, you know, I, I've been having flashbacks for a few months about being in a massive self-education mode like I was in my days at IBM with the Walkman, you know, and just trying to to wrap my mind around every concept, idea, principle that I can to try to figure out what are the common denominators. But I'm doing it this time, and it's really, really strange because I'm mad in a massive self-education mode, but with with years of emotional intelligence, uh, human nature, psychological uh, team, and business building experience under my belt. So it's not the same kid that was in this massive education mode, you know, 40 years ago. And this gives me a different perspective. At, at, at this point, I am all in and sold out on the massive number of geese with golden eggs running around all over the world within this cryptocurrency world. And I can only consi- I can only see it continue to evolve, continue to evolve and progress over my entire life. I mean, we're still in the, in the early early days. Uh so if you were on my email list, then you probably received an email from me this past weekend that said something about um six crypto related commercials in the Super Bowl where should be a clue. It was something along those lines. And, and you probably received that And if you're on any of my email lists. And what I was really trying to do is just offer people a free report, trying to help those customers and clients that I've worked with over the past who have kind of given up on their entrepreneurial dreams and really help them understand there's a whole new world coming. It's already here, but it's just in its infancy that offers more opportunities than we can even quite imagine. 
uh, it, there's so many, it's hard to figure out which make the most sense to take advantage of. If we get self-educated and we get self-educated like right now, hundreds of people uh, downloaded the report since we sent out the email and I've got a lot of great emails. A lot of people just saying, Dale, thanks for the wake up call. Uh, and if you've not downloaded the report, I'm sure most of you that listen to this podcast weekly have, but if you haven't, I'll put the link in the description uh, for the crypto report. But, you know, the responses I've received from that email uh, have been all over the board, all over the board, and really revealing to me as far as the mentalities, the fears, the negativity, the anticipation, the excitement. Uh, you know, the yin and the yang of, of the situation that exists all over the world. And one reliable, I call him my reliable naysayer because it doesn't matter what I send out, he's got something negative always to say about it. You know, I've tried to get him to unsubscribe from my email list for years. And of course, he felt he always feels the need to message me. And he said, So now you're shifting from the sec- second biggest scam in the world, MLM, to the biggest scam in the world, cryptocurrency. Good for you, Dale. I'm sure your mother is proud. And every time I get a message like that, or especially from this dude, all I can ever think is, you know, when people send me messages like that, it's really, it's just, dude, it's better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth or send an email, and remove all doubt. So, um, you know, as as many of you know, and we've talked about on this podcast many times, network marketing hit its peak in 1995 when Success Magazine came out with the cover story, We Create Millionaires. And at that time, there was probably no business model on the planet that had helped more people uh, create financial independence uh, average people with above average desire like the network marketing business model. It's just too well documented to even try to, you know, send out some stupid email saying blah, 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 blah. It's documented. And in my opinion, uh, in network marketing terms, crypto and the geese within the crypto world it's like it's the, the, the 70s, the 1970s, and the momentum is starting to build, and the awareness is starting to to build around the world, and people are starting to open up their minds. See, I can remember back in the days when you talked about home business, it was such a buzzword. It was like, no, but what do you mean business, home business? There's no such thing as a home business. All businesses are run in strip malls somewhere. I mean, that was the mentality. Home business was not the buzzword. And I remember when it came up the buzzword, kind of like crypto is right now. And, you know, so there's been a lot of people, a lot of people I've talked to, a lot of people view crypto like I did a few years ago back in 2017, uh, you know, just as a store of value. You know, I bought crypto, I bought uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and just with the purpose of hanging on to it like I would gold or silver or any other store of value, um, store of value investment. But now today with 
DAOs and nodes and all the DeFi projects uh, uh, with that have come and will continue to come and, and will continue to evolve and have really only been in the crypto market really at the level that they are now, maybe a year and a half or so. I mean, maybe that long. And, and of course, it, it's already created all kinds of scams. Uh, maybe the majority of them are scams. But there's also real opportunities that are mixed in if you can find them, if you can find them. And, you know, once my email went out, I also received a lot of positive, encouraging, and confirming emails as well. I had the opportunity to jump on the phone with an old friend of mine I hadn't talked to in years, uh, runs, operates an insurance agency in Utah, uh, and we, we got on the phone and talked for a little bit, and he said, Dale, I'm, I'm into the crypto world big time. He said, I have been for a couple of years. He said, at least four hours a day I'm spending, you know, in self-education time studying these platforms and these coins and I, I probably should have recorded my conversation maybe i'll try to get him on the phone in the future but i was talking with rob and at one time we were working in a network marketing company uh the company i was consulting and training for he was actually a distributor doing extremely well but he's all into crypto now and his approach is quite different than mine uh, but it, it's, I would call it very, 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 very conservative, but educated and not ultra, ultra conservative. I mean, ultra conservative is buying Bitcoin and Ethereum and holding on to it, understanding it's a great store of value. That, that was me in 2017 and not spending any time, you know, trying to get self-educated, but getting so overwhelmed and confused. It was like, I got too many other things going on. I don't have time to try to learn this right now. And then in November, it came to the point where I cannot afford not to learn this right now. A wise person learns from their own mistakes. A really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So, you know, but Rob is into, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then strong alts that have strong usage, uh, like Helium, for instance, or Polygon, or Polkadot, uh, and other blockchains that have strong use cases and strong upside potential. And like he's saying, he's saying, Dale, look, right now, these coins, some of them are going to be the future Microsofts and Amazons and Googles and Ebays of the world. This, this Web3 is all going to be around the crypto world. And, and some of these are going to be huge. He said, the way I look at it is like I'm buying, you know, blue chip stocks for for pennies right now and i understand that mentality and i like that mentality but i think for me personally it's like hey there's even more here than 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 even that but i like that strategy and again all of us have different desires goals risk tolerance levels there's so many things we have to consider there's no one strategy that is best for everybody but anyway i realize that most people listen to this podcast have not really gotten from their head uh, to their heart, how massive crypto is around the world and how m- much huge upside potential exists within some of the geese in the market today. Uh, without recruiting, without team building or selling anything. And I'm hoping by the end of this session, 
you know that your your perception your your paradigm your the the vision of the upside potential based upon third party documents that I want to share will get bigger and bigger and when we get done at the end of this I'm going to share with you a couple of geese that I'm involved with and I don't make a penny if you get involved or not it doesn't matter to me one way or the other I'm just sincerely trying to help listeners become aware of the geese. But before I do, let's just look at some of the facts uh, my researcher has compiled that I can share with you. Uh, I'll try to have live links to all these articles in the show notes. There's a few of them. I'm, I'm probably not going to go through all of them, and I haven't put them in any specific order of importance. But this first one came from Fortune's uh, weekly newsletter called The Ledger. And in this, and I'm just pulling different quotes from different articles. And again, third-party facts. Okay, this is not me. This is not Dale Calvert saying crypto is the future of finance around the world. I've already said that. Okay, I, I, I believe that. But why do I believe that? Because, because of all the third-party information that is in the marketplace for any of us that does the research. And, and look, guys, it doesn't take the, the sharpest tool in the shed to understand that there was six cryptocurrency Super Bowl commercials for a reason. For a reason. And see, oh, Bedell, I don't understand crypto. Okay, that's fine. Ignore it. If you choose to ignore it, ignore it. I get that. I get that. Believe me, I've talked to all types of people with all types of backgrounds, all types of mentalities surrounding this subject more in the last four months than I've talked to in the last 40 years. I get it. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying to share with you the facts that I've seen, and you can do with them as you wish. Again, I am going to share a couple of protocols, a couple of projects at the end of this, but I don't make a nickel whether you get involved or not. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other. So let's get into this. The Ledger. Again, this is Fortune's weekly newsletter. And a quote from the ledger said, unlike the Oracle of Omaha, and he's talking about um, Oracle of Omaha. Who is that? That's, uh, y'all know who that is. My mind went blank. Buffett. That's Warren Buffett, who's a very, very conservative investor who does not need to get self-educated on crypto because he, he he should, but he won't, and he doesn't need to, because he's always he's already mastered, considered the master of where he is within the stock, the world of stocks and bonds, and and the the normal uh, investing protocols that we have in place today that have been in place for years and years and years. Warren Buffett is the man. So anyway, uh, unlike the Oracle of Omaha. Though, though, young investors think cryptocurrencies are their ticket to riches. Nearly two-thirds of Gen Zs think they'll become crypto millionaires. Two-thirds. What, what are Gen Zs? They're, they're kids between 10 years old and 25 years old. Well, Dale, when you're between 10 and 25, you don't know anything. No, but... 10 to 25-year-olds become 20 to 45-year-olds. Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. 
And when you consider, you know, play to earn games, play to earn games, see, that's right up these 10 to 25 year olds alley. When you talk about the metaverse and as I said on this podcast, you know, several months ago, the millionaires will be made in the metaverse and people thought I was nuts. And this was, of course, before, before Zuckerberg announced that he was going to change the name of Facebook to Meta. Now it's pretty common, people. The metaverse is a really hot topic, a really hot subject, and it really fits in with this 10 to 25 year old age group, the Gen Zs. Uh, and if, you know, we did a, an article, uh, at cmgcrypto.com about how millionaires will be made in the metaverse. And if I remember, I'll put the link to that article in the show notes as well. It's worth reading. Let's continue. Business week, the big take from Bloomberg Business Week. They do a session each week called The Big Take in Bloomberg Business Week, and they said a wild emotional year has changed investing maybe forever. Everyone seemed to be becoming a trader, taking chances on outlandish ideas as excitement and fascination mixed with fear and greed uh took over the investing world last year. This was written in December, okay, of this past December. There was a huge merger in 2021, the combination of popular culture and modern finance. Popular culture, modern finance. Tom Brady and Matt Damon were suddenly shilling for cryptocurrency exchanges. Digital tokens that started off as elaborate pranks represented tens of billions of dollars of paper wealth and cartoon pictures of apes, Board Ape Yacht Club, of apes were selling for millions of dollars on something called the non-fungible token market. That's what they call NFTs, which almost no one had heard of in the long ago days of 2020. It's still early, but it appears that investing in cryptocurrency is about to change the world as we know it. And, and guys, again, this, there's, there's a lot of snark in this statement. Okay. A lot of snarky, snarkyisms, if that's a word. Okay. But again, it's coming from Bloomberg, one of the biggest, uh, most credible in most people's eyes, financial sources of, of information in the world. And so, yeah, they're, they're, no, they're, all the big financial institutions are trying to figure out what the heck is going on. But the facts are right in front of all of us. Uh, you know, personally for me, I think the NFTs are a house of cards. I mean, I do. I don't understand it. I cannot wrap my mind around it. Just like he said, uh, cartoon pictures of apes are selling for millions of dollars. You know, or, or we can talk about crypto punks or whatever you want to talk about. I mean, it's a digital, it's a digital picture, a digital picture selling for millions of dollars. Are you kidding me? So I kind of get it because I was into baseball card collecting forever, but I, I, I am having major problem trying to wrap a logical brain cell around NFTs. Any kind of applying any kind of logic, I, I really am. But with that said, here's the other thing I've learned over the years: I don't have to understand it to profit from it. I don't have to understand the psychological aspects of this, the need for people to uh, 
uh, well, I don't know what the word is they use, but the need for people to brag about owning an a ape, uh, an NFT ape, and and to whatever that um, the word escapes me. I know what you guys are. Many of you saying trying to help me here, and I appreciate it. But and forget it, it doesn't matter. Show off is the best way I know how to describe it. They want to show off their apes. They want to show off their crypto punks or whatever. It's really hard for me to to wrap my mind around that psychologically. However, uh, when we owned the baseball card sports memorabilia shop, my brother and I, it's like, yeah, I, I if I had a 1986 Donruss Jose Canseco rookie card. You're darn well. I like. You're darn right. I like to tell people I've got one, or the fact that I own 50 Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie cards, or what have you. So I get it. I guess from that perspective, and if I try to put myself went back in the time when I was a kid and I was collecting and 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 all that I kind of get it but it still kind of blows my mind it's like I don't feel real confident in it but I understand it's here it's not going anywhere uh I'm, if I'm going to be in this world I need to try to get myself somewhat educated on it whether I ever depict whether I ever participate in the NFT goose is is we'll wait and see Okay, and, and who knows? A year from now, NFTs might be my main focus. I mean, really, that could I could see that happening uh, because I'm about to invest five thousand dollars in a course from who I feel will be the best mentors in this space, uh, just for my own self education. And as I've always taught others to do, that's what I've always done. So we'll see what happens with the NFTs. But anyway, let me continue. This is from CBS News. There are now, there now, they there may now be as many as one hundred thousand Bitcoin millionaires. One hundred thousand Bitcoin millionaires. This is from again CBS News. That was the headline. This article says there are now as many as one hundred thousand people who have earned one million dollars or more. With stashed, stashed in Bitcoin, according to the cryptocurrency data tracking firm Bitin for Charts. That's up just 25,000 Bitcoin millionaires three months ago. So in three months, it's gone from 25,000 Bitcoin millionaires to a hundred thousand Bitcoin millionaires in three months. A year ago, there was about fifteen thousand Bitcoin millionaire accounts. So from fifteen thousand to twenty-five thousand in a year, and then from twenty-five thousand to a hundred thousand in three months. The biggest reason has to do with the highly volatile price of Bitcoin, which has soared recently in part because Tesla's Elon Musk car company last month said it had bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. The move suggested other companies might also decide to move more of their idle cash into Bitcoin. And again, this was written in February of 2021, CBS News. I'll put the article in the show notes. 
And when you just stop and take a breath and you think about this, okay, this is the way this translates for me. What other industry, niche, income-generating market can we get in, You average people, that can go from 25,000 millionaires to 100,000 millionaires in three months? <laughs> it has never existed before. And, and I think about this. Uh, back to the my days of, of eBay, I can remember this. It was probably 93, 94, and that's when we were just kicking off New Image International. I mean, head over heels into that. I mean, grinding every single day as hard as we can go, and things were moving forward, and it was real exciting times. And I remember coming home one night, and I was just exhausted. And I'd been on the road for a few days, and I got home, and I got something to eat, and I laid back on the bed and I just flipped on the TV and there was a 2020 special coming on. And on that 2020 special, they were talking about eBay. All right. I didn't know what eBay was. I'd never heard of eBay. Didn't know anything about it. But I'll never forget this. And I never forgot what I heard. In that special, they said right now, and they were explaining what eBay was, which it was this online auction platform thing where people could list their stuff to sell and other people could bid on it, which we all know what eBay is now, but at the time, nobody did, or at least I didn't know. I had no idea. A lot of people did, but Dale didn't. This was 93, 94. But here's the statement they made. They said, right now, it's projected that 100,000 people are earning $100,000 a year selling their products and wares on eBay. Now, that was the peak of eBay. But think about 100,000 people making 100000 a year. And I remember at that time thinking, man... There's probably not a hundred thousand people making a hundred thousand dollars a year in every, all the network marketing companies around the world combined. And I can remember thinking that at that time. Now, if Dell today, well, maybe I wouldn't have, but, but the intelligent thing at that point would be to figure out what the heck's going on. And I can remember the next day at the office, going to ask Jeeves or some search engine. It wasn't Google. Ask Jeeves or AOL search or whatever and pulling up this eBay eBay website and clicking around and looking at it and seeing if there was any magic illusions for sale. And, and I think I probably put baseball cards in and a few other things just out of curiosity and again, it wasn't what it is today, then, but it's like if a hundred thousand people are making a hundred thousand dollars a year around the world with this platform, something's going on. But I did not continue to pursue it. I just went in, got a little bit of information and kept on rocking, kept on going, kept on doing what we're doing. And we, you know, from that point went on and built a hundred million dollar company with over 200 six-figure earners on our personal team. But 
you know, again, I didn't even know what eBay was. And down the road, 10 years, it's kind of interesting. 10 years, 10 years down the road from that point in 2003, 2004, I was speaking at two to three internet marketing conferences every single month because internet marketing conferences were everywhere. And I was kind of the eBay guy because prior to that, I had said, Hey, I'm going to figure this out and see if it could work. And, and, and had gone to three auctions a week, every single week at auction houses around the state of Kentucky and bought and sold and, you know, created a significant, you know, $10,000 plus income, just having fun and figuring this out, put together a course about it. And, you know, over that two year period, we sold thousands of this course for $997 at these different events that we were speaking at. And in the process, helped a lot of people understand the eBay goose, for lack of a better term. Okay. And I was, then I really got into that world. And my whole thought was a lot of people don't want to learn it, right? That's what a lot of, most people don't want to learn anything. They just want to profit. <laughs> they don't want to learn it. That's why lottery tickets are, are, are purchased every week. Okay. And I get that because again, I was selling a course that was for $997 that was basically showing people how they could start from scratch and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I believed it and people were doing it and our students were loving it. Okay, but there's another whole group of people that just want to sit back and figure out why it can't be done and they don't want to learn anything. And I get that as well. But I thought, you know what, for those people, uh, what if we had like a little shop where they could bring in their, 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 their diamond ring that their boyfriend gave them that they broke up with or they could bring in whatever they wanted to sell and we could list it and sell it and create the listing and take the pictures and then take a percent of what that sells for. And then we didn't have to source merchandise ourselves and go to these different auction houses and what have you. And we could just have the merchandise come to us. So we started uh, a company called we sell for you.com and we built one shop with the, with the plans to eventually franchise it. And that, that was the path that I was on meeting with, companies that would help us franchise this whole model and what we needed to do and how we needed to put together. And that was the path that was on in the, you know, 94, 95. And then Meg Ryan comes in and messes the whole thing up. She was the CEO at the time that they appointed to eBay and did away with the feedback system as we know it. And all of a sudden the sellers became evil. The sellers who had built the platform were the enemy now much like we've seen at Amazon with Amazon FBA program, the Amazon Kindle program. All these platforms are being built by entrepreneur-spirited people. And then, unfortunately, the the track record of these platform owners has not been real real good as far as uh, taking for granted and neglecting and messing over the people that built the company. Same could be said for some network marketing owners. Okay, it's the world in which we live. But regardless of that, when when I saw all this happening in that profession, uh, 
in that business model with, with this new CEO and the changes that we're making and the outrage that people were experiencing and, and frustrated with, with the whole platform, I knew that it was time to make a pivot. And it was probably about that time that we ended up hiring multiple authors in different niches uh, because Kindle was just launching. And we started D&D Publishing at that time and was moving in that direction. And again, I don't want to tell you my whole track record in history, but I can tell you that for a while there was no – I'd never seen a, a, a better goose laying golden eggs than eBay for a short period of time, three or four or five years. And I missed the, the early part of it. I missed the major growth of it because, I, again, I was too focused somewhere else. Uh, and that's just kind of the patterns of uh, – that's just kind of the way things go. But for me, the, the mistake and the thing that I've realized over the years, I've ha- hung on to network marketing for years and years and years because of the emotions that are attached to it. And they will always be attached to it, and they'll never go away. I love the network marketing business model. It changed my life. I don't know where my life would have ended up without it, but I am beyond disgusted by what it's become. And and that is what it is. So, again, let me get back to the articles. But my point, I guess, is sometimes you have to know when to make a pivot. Pros, pivot. I think I talked about that last week. And then there was an article from uh, CNBC. CNBC said, Millennial millionaires have a large share of their wealth in crypto, CNBC survey says. And that's the title. Nearly half of millennial millionaires have at least 25% of their wealth in cryptocurrency, according to the CNBC Millionaire Survey. The results highlight a new generational divide in wealth creation with crypto. Young, younger investors are able to earn vast fortunes from the surge and the prices of Bitcoin, Ether, and other digital currencies. Okay, let me just stop here and make a point. Here's what they said. Younger investors are able to earn vast fortunes from the surge in price of Bitcoin, Ether, that's Ethereum, and other digital currencies. Okay, here's my point. Why only young investors? Age has nothing to do with it. And again, when you read all these CNBC, Wall Street Journal, all these articles, they're they're coming from an old world investor mentality, and they're trying to figure this out. See, the truth is age has nothing to do with it. Anybody can take advantage of what's going on in the marketplace if they're willing, again, to get self-educated, take it step by step, stay patient, and move forward. Anybody can. It has nothing to do with age. He goes on. The article says the importance of crypto to young millionaires could shift the wealth management industry as private banks, brokers, and wealth management firms scramble to cater to a new crypto-heavy clientele. Of course. And as I've talked about in podcasts over the last couple of months, the millennials now control the world. No longer do the baby boomers control the world. There's more millennials in the world than there are baby boomers. Article continues. Nearly half 
of millennial millionaires surveyed own NFTs, non-fungible tokens. That's the uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club we talked about earlier, and many, many, many thousands of, of others. You know, it's not just crypto punks and Board Ape Yacht Clubs. Those are the two you may have heard of. But nearly half of the millennial millionaires surveyed own NFTs, and 40% say they don't currently own an NFT, but they have considered it. So that means 60% have. 60% own one. 40% don't, but they consider it. That compares with 98% of baby boomer millionaires who say they don't own any NFTs and aren't considering it. But the point is, my point, but they could, but we could, we could, we could, we we have the right to own the NFTs just like the millennial millionaires. Fascinating stuff to me. What As I go through this, it's like, the, the different age groups, it really, really, really makes a difference on how people perceive the facts around what's going on in this world. Motley Fool, very in, uh, legendary investment newsletter. They had an article and it said Apple's CEO Tim Cook owns cryptocurrency. So do 68% of American millionaires. 68%. Now, I've seen surveys that say less than 5% of Americans own any cryptocurrency, less than 5%. Okay, that's that's one statistic. I, I can't remember where I saw that, but you, you may have seen it as well. That's true, but what do the self-educated, financial, uh, financially educated People, what about them? People that study this. 68% of American millionaires own cryptocurrency. High net worth Americans aren't the only group that sees cryptocurrency as its mainstay. Almost half of Gen Z's, and again, that's the 10 to 25 year olds, and millennials, and that's take 25 all the way up to 41. Almost half Gen Z's and Millennials own cryptocurrency. Okay? This again from Motley Fool. And over 20% of Americans are likely to buy cryptocurrency in the next year. Okay, that again was from an article in, in Motley Fool that just came out. So we're talking about almost 50% of the Gen Z's and the Millennials already own cryptocurrency, and the rest of the world, about 20%, is planning on it, which that means, you know, that if you're going to plan on it, that means probably of the 20% that say they're planning on it, maybe 5% will actually do something. But 20% of all Americans are likely to buy cryptocurrency in the next year. Again, that was from Motley Fool. New York Times, they made millions on Luna, Solana, Polygon, Crypto's Boom, Beyond Bitcoin. Beyond Bitcoin. Again, this is from the New York Times. 
the investors profiting from obscure in the New York Times mind obscure obscure coins come from a variety of backgrounds there are individual industry aficionados aficionados who had already made money on bitcoin and ether and a lot of newcomers who have notched impressive gains practically overnight in an interview, members of this new class of crypto millionaires most said they were still figuring out what to do with their growing wealth. Some have made splashy purchases, renting fancy apartments or partying in foreign countries. Others have relocated to tax havens like Puerto Rico or quit their day jobs as they plowed as they plow even more and more money into an over expanding set of tokens uh my advice to these people would be read rich dad poor dad and get that understand that one more let me share one more with you this is from forbes magazine and it's the cryptocurrency tycoons is it on forbes 2021 billionaires list okay that's the name of the article and the article goes on, just ex- a, a piece from this article. It says there are record smashing. There was a record smashing 2,755 billionaires in the world, according to Forbes, in 2021. When you look at the world's billionaires list, how did they make their mega fortunes? By doing everything from starting hedge funds and tech companies to breeding pigs. But certain industries offer a more common route to riches than others. The most likely way to make a billion dollars, go into cryptocurrency finance and investments. That sector has minted the most billionaires in the world with 371 people are about 13% of the entire list. Ladies and gentlemen, I could go on and on with articles and documentation, but I'm not going to. I mean, I, I don't know how to try to communicate the point any clearer. A wise person investigates what a fool takes for granted. Uh, to those of you, and I know many of you on our IHUB Global team, you listen to this podcast every week, and you guys know and my commitment to you and to the team and to what we're doing there. And so many of you listening, I mean, this has been your intro into the crypto world. And and I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this journey. I'm exciting, excited for all, all of this and wherever it's leading. And, and I'm not slowing down. You know, I'm not slowing down. For the first time in my life, you know, I'm really playing a game that I needed to learn how to play. And you've heard me say a thousand times that time is the most valuable asset that we have. And for me, uh, once my reality surpassed my wildest expectations back in the 90s, it's really taken me years to understand and deal with that. It really has. It's like Dale. You've lived a life most people can't even comprehend. Why would you, you know, you don't need more. You don't want more. You know, 
and, and, and it's been co- very conflicting for me in a lot of ways. But what I've also learned is I love to play the game. I just love the game, whatever the game is. And I also understand that my game may be different from your game and other people's games. And, and I respect that. You know, uh, I had somebody send me an email. He said, just as I expected, you're just another greedy pig. So sad to see you turn from a value-focused person to someone who is now only thinking about money. I never thought I would see that from you. I had somebody sent me that in an email this past week when I sent out the offer for the free report. It blows my mind. But you know what? I don't give a flying flip. You know, because the game for me is, can can I... Can I add $10 million to my network, my net worth in five years? Is that possible? And for me, personally, it's just a game that I need to play for the first time in my life. You know, it's like I avoided playing the millionaire game forever. Forever. I avoided it. I didn't think that was there was any good to come from that. But what I've also learned is money just makes you more of what you already are. And I avoided trying to play the millionaire game. And then then I finally heard it when Jim Rohn said everyone should strive to become a millionaire for the person they will become in the process. I finally heard that after hearing it hundreds of times. It finally got from my thick head to my heart. And the bottom line for me is I just want to leave this earth, earth much better off than it was when, before Dale Calvert got here. That's all I want to do, and I got to quit avoiding the next rung on my personal ladder. And some are going to understand it; most aren't. Uh, never try to explain yourself. Your friends don't need an explanation, and your enemies aren't going to believe you anyway. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to leave here. I want to leave a, a good inheritance for my kids. But I've been thinking about, and I haven't said this to Dawn, and she would kill me if I even mention this, and she knows nothing about it, but it's like, you know, I just don't want to give my... The the worst thing I can do for my kids is just to give them a bunch of money or my grandkids. So I'm thinking about, and again, I'll probably maybe talk about this 10 years from now, but I'm thinking about setting up some type of of situation, trust fund, where okay, you get fifty thousand dollars each. If you turn it into a hundred thousand within two years, then you get another half a million. If you turn that into X number within this period of time, then you get this. And again, I probably shouldn't even said that. That's kind of really, really personal, but it's kind of way I'm thinking, and I think there's merit in that because I know for a fact that most second generation businesses don't make it. Second generation businesses, and and I grew up in old money Kentucky, in Central Kentucky. A lot of second and third and fourth generation wealth, and a lot of really nasty, spoiled brat, egotistical people uh, in that community, and it always rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm thinking, I don't ever want that for my family in any way, shape, or form. So there's been things there that have kept me from or been in the back of my mind as far as, you know, playing the game at the level that I want to play it. So 
you know, on the other hand, I mean, I know what it's like to build a gymnasium for your church. I've done it. Or to send 50 kids on mission trips. 50 kids, send them on the mission trip. Uh, or to help, you know, a, a very needy family during the holidays, during Christmas. You know, my policy is I'll never give money ever again, ever the rest of my life, to people that ask for it. Because I've done that, and it's been a disaster 100% of the time. And they ask me daily. So, again, there's just emotions that you have to wrap your mind around some things once you kind of get to a level that you never thought you would ever get to, once your reality surpasses your expectations. And Dawn and I don't live an extravagant life. I mean, for us, spending time with family is the most important thing we can do. Uh, you know, that's just it. I mean, at the time I'm making this recording, this y'all might find this funny. I'm wrapping up. But uh, today, Dawn and her daughter, her daughter's boyfriend and myself are both our both. We have January birthdays. So, uh, Dawn and her daughter, um, her boyfriend couldn't be there. He had a conflict come up with his work. Uh, so if he's not going to be there, then I'm just, you know, let Dawn enjoy time with her daughter. And I've got work that I can do. But as the, as we speak, it's like, uh, Dawn and her daughter are celebrating mine and, and her, boyfriend's birthdays as we speak so they're out celebrating our birthdays uh have they're going to some new place for lunch in buckhead in atlanta and then they're going to get their nails done or something i'm not sure what they were doing but it's i find it kind of funny because usually if somebody's celebrating somebody's birthday that person is usually there in attendance but neither one of us are but that's that's awesome. Good for her. And and that's the way I look at life. I mean, I, I want to spend as much time with family as I possibly can. So what I'm going to attempt to do, and probably not on this podcast, probably on another podcast, and definitely at our website at uh, cmgcrypto.com, uh, I'm going to freely share my crypto journey as much as my makeup, my internal makeup, emotions allow and i'm pretty open as you guys know and but more importantly for me as much as time allows in hopes to help other people uh i think there is time there timely there there there's value in timely providing timely information and I don't expect to be sharing with you the 11 metaverse coins that I have in my portfolio right now uh, or my four favorite blockchains. I mean, a lot of this stuff, you just need to figure it out yourself and make your own decisions. And what Dale's doing doesn't make a hill of beans of difference one way or the other. Uh, again, we all have different games that we like to play. We all have different values in our life for many different reasons. Uh you know, when we uh, set up D&D team training to document our our journey with APL Go and set up that back office, and we have every single webinar we ever did recorded, and uh, every lead generation method we're, we use to become, you know, one of the top 
recruiters in that company and, 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 and that enabled a lot of people on our team who never really had any kind of consistent rhythm in building a network marketing team start moving forward and progressing and, and recruiting people and to be able to document all that training and have that all together in one place. I mean, that website, in my opinion, if someone is really serious about network marketing, it's worth millions of dollars in future income to them because it's all right there. So, you know, I, I say that to say this, you know, right now you guys know that my primary focus is building our IHUB global team. That's that's where most all my my time devoted to business, not personal education time, but my time promoted to business. That's where my focus is. And it, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't interested in building some type of network marketing team. And if that's you. I'll just say this. There is absolutely no excuse for not being part of and getting engaged with our our IHUB global team. And and I just mean that. Uh, You know, there's many people that are part of our IHUB global team that will tell you in 90 days they've learned they've been around hanging around network marketing for 5, 10, 15, 20 years or longer. And in 90 days, many of them will tell you that they've learned more about successfully marketing an opportunity than they ever have just by being involved with, with our team and the people, the quality of people that we have on our team and the, the, the training that's provided for our team. And if you don't know about that, you got to check that out for sure. That's cmgihubteam.com. Now, I promised you that I would share with you a couple of other vehicles that I'm involved with. Again, I don't make a nickel on these. And, you know, I was talking to one of our team members, on our IHUB team members the other day, and he said, yeah, he said, I've got my, my strong block note order. Uh, I, I've got my strong block note purchased. And I thought, how cool is that? How did you know about that? And he said, your website. So he'd already, he hadn't talked to me about it, but he'd already done it. And I thought that was really cool. And I don't want to get into a lot of detail here. I'll give you a link. You can go and watch a few videos and read whatever you want to read. But when when I got into this crypto space, it's like November, December was massive self-education. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying 40 hours plus a week just trying to p- grab as much information as I could and try to categorize it in my mind some way to figure out, you know, all the different geese that were in the marketplace and really understanding that there's more to this whole world than just buying Bitcoin and Ethereum as a store of value or a few coins and hoping that they go up, that there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of geese in this space that are full of golden eggs, which allow you to the opportunity to create passive monthly income. And a lot of them promise that, but and but they don't have golden eggs. They're full of geese crap, uh, for lack of a better term. I mean, there's just a ton of them that say they have golden eggs, but they don't. It's just geese crap. And trying to distinguish between the two and and the amount a lot of time, energy, and effort. Once you, you know, you don't get an immediate red flag, 
when reading an article or whatever, and you really start getting behind and looking behind the curtain. So my first investment was on Christmas Eve, and it was with a company called Strong Nodes. And basically, real short explanation, these nodes are like computers, and they're needed on different blockchains as different blockchains do their transactions. They have ports or nodes where the entire blockchain is stored, and they're they're needed. They're part of all blockchains, and it's not like a miner who does proof-of-work the miner verifies, yes, Joe has 17 Bitcoin, so we can, you know, this transaction can go through. There's different ports, different spots along the network that have these nodes. These nodes are important, and this company, StrongBlock, offers nodes as a service. And the, the bottom line at the time that I invested in it is to create a node you need you need to have you can purchase a node with 10 strong tokens and i've seen strong tokens as high as $1200 a token so 10 would have been 12000 i've seen them as low as you know i was wanting to wait until it got below 400 and i ended up buying i think at around 435 maybe a little bit higher. So with fees and everything, it was about $5,000 by the time I paid my gas fees, my exchange fees or whatever, but around $5,000 for these, for this node. Once the node is bought, Strong goes and buys the node, and I will always own the, own the node, but I can't get my tokens back. The 5000 is gone. It's over. You bought the node. And then the amount of passive income that node will generate is based upon the price of strong block, which has gone down as the whole market's gone down, you know, since December for sure. And, but ultimately, uh, in four months, th- that node sh- should pay $1,500 a month, thereabouts. And again, this can fluctuate but around $1,500 a month in passive income. So every month, you know, I just, I, I'm going to collect about $1,500 in node and strong token. And then I can sell that strong token and turn it into Bitcoin or into cash, whatever I want to do. And the bottom line is I invested $5,500 thereabouts. I think I, I'm, I'm trying to do this by memory as around 5,000 to create a $1,500 monthly income. So it would take about 110 days based upon $1,500 a month to get my initial investment back. Does that make sense? 110 days, I got my 5000 back, or, and then after that, everything is just profit from my node, from helping out a blockchain that needs nodes. And I'll put, an, I'll put a link to an article that you can go and just learn more about StrongBlock if you want. But for me, uh, at the time, it made a lot of sense. I would be very cautious today uh, in February doing this. And let me just tell you quickly why. I'm not saying don't. I might buy some more. I probably will buy some more. But 
I'm, I'm waiting for it to start ticking back up. But here's why. Strong was the original. Uh, they, they originated this whole thing, this whole protocol, this whole system, nodes as a service. They, Strong was the first one. And they've operated very successful for over a year before I got involved. Okay, because I'm not interested in something where they're offering the sun, the moon, the stars, and then 90 days later it's gone. Are these rug pulls where they're, you know, they don't last a, a month and which is very, very, very common in the passive income crypto space. There's a lot of gooses with goose crap. Uh, there just is, but with strong, it, all the, the founders were doxxed. You knew who they were. They, they, they did a lot of, uh, ask me anything, AMA question and answer sessions. I mean, I spent some time really evaluating, looking at it, uh, doing my due diligence to the very best of my ability on what I knew to look for. So I made the decision, was confident in that. Now, after about this time, Strong had so much success that there was other people copying the, the, the protocol and then trying to tweak it here and there. And at the time I invested in Strong, there was probably maybe 20 nodes. And I would say in the last 90 days, at least 300 more have started. Okay, so here's the situation that we're in right now. And again, looking at it from the the emotional state of the market, very few people even know what a node is, even in the crypto space, much less outside the crypto space. I certainly didn't know what a node was, you know, first of November last year. I had no idea. Uh, And nobody does. So, okay, but now there's people that have heard of the success of Strong, have jumped on Strong, and now all, there are all these other node projects are entering the market. Well, so every time a new node starts, that's somebody that could be investing in Strong who doesn't. And Strong is very expensive for some people to get involved with. I mean, a lot of people don't have $5,500 or whatever it is lying around just to to invest in a strong node, but some do. And and my whole thing is, well, wait till you have it and go with some with a with a product with a with a program that's proven. And it's like, well, you can get our nodes for one hundred twenty two dollars a node, and yeah, but what does it pay? And people just the they're just they don't really think through things. So I've said all that just to say this: the node market, the potential of new people. Uh, getting involved with Strong has probably decreased. I haven't looked at it lately, but it's it's like back in the day when there was just Amway, Shackley, and Mary Kay, and then all of a sudden, after UPS came on board and personal computers came on board, then there was dozens and then hundreds of new network marketing companies starting every day. Uh, there's new no projects that are starting every day. So I still think it's a solid investment. I would do it again for sure, but but it's not what it was. And they say uh, a month in, in in crypto is like years in real life, and I'm starting to understand what they say or what they mean when they say that. But you can go check it out if you want. I'll put the link in the description. The last one 
is Anchor Protocol. I love Anchor Protocol. Um, Anchor will pay you, the goal is to pay you 20% compounded annually. It's like you putting your money in a CD that's paying you 20%. It's the best way I know to describe it through the Anchor Protocol savings account. You can, there's a couple of videos. There's an article. You can read it. Again, I'll leave the link in the description below. And it's like, I know a lot of people, my dad and a lot of people that his friends, I mean, they're all griping and complaining about their CDs don't pay anything anymore. And (laughs) it's like, okay, I'll help you get it set up. You know, just go ahead and cash out some of them and let's just try it for a year let's you know i was trying to tell him at christmas dad why don't we do it now and then by next christmas we'll know you know and and i said look if you lose five thousand you lose five thousand but would you rather that five thousand you know uh inflation's growing at 13 percent your cd's paying you two percent uh so you're guaranteed your money's going to lose 11 percent this year or would you rather have it earning you 20% so you can stay ahead of and and my dad's has the attitude well it ain't my money anyway y'all just gonna get it and it's you know it's just gonna be your inheritance anyway and uh, I said well then even more reason that you should just put it in anchor protocol so it'll be worth something and again it doesn't matter to me I love my dad but y'all know what I'm saying you get what I'm saying I love Anchor. So my approach right now is any crypto funds that I want to deploy and invest in other projects, while I'm waiting to find those projects, the money is sitting in Anchor, drawing 20% annually. Uh, phenomenal. You can go check it out if you want. Last thing I want to tell you, uh, when if you go check out that Anchor article or you go check out the Strong Block article, and again, the links will be in the description. Please hear me what I'm getting ready to say. I'm wrapping up. Go to either one of those articles. At the bottom of those articles, there'll be a newsletter sign-up list. A newsletter sign-up list. So maybe Anchor's not for you or Strong Block or whatever, and it's cool. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other, I promise. But if it's something that you want to stay in the loop on, Sign up for the newsletter because um, I've got something that I'm going to be introducing probably in a couple of weeks. I'm hoping in a couple of weeks something that's even better. Uh, I've been looking at it for a while. I've turned over every rock I can turn over, and I believe this has might, might be the best thing that I find for many, many months. Uh and I want to be introducing it probably in a couple of weeks or so. And it's a new project. And I'll just give you a couple examples real quick and then we'll wrap up. But the way to get the details, because I'm probably going to do a Zoom about this, is my thought. Um, I'll probably do a Zoom. But if you sign up for the newsletter, the email update list, at the bottom of the article on Anchor, or the bottom of the article, you'll find the sign-up form there, or at the bottom of the article at uh, Strong Block on Strong Block, and and 
and here's just a couple of examples on this prod on this project and what it can mean. Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to be putting somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars in it, which up to this point I haven't liked to put more than five thousand dollars in a project because my goal this year is to take twenty five thousand and turn it into a hundred thousand. And just to see if it can be done. I mean, I'm just playing the game, playing Dale's game. Uh, just, just to play it because my main focus is building out the iHub team because that's, that's a land grab as you probably heard me talk about. So that's my main focus is, is 30,000 of these hotspot miners throughout the United States. But let me continue. So oh, I was going to give you a couple of examples. So, with this project that I will be introducing with the Zoom to people that sign up on the newsletter, uh, with this project, uh, you can invest in just in my exempt, my first, I'm gonna give you two examples. The first one is $3,000, and some of you will know why I'm using $3,000. And if you don't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if you, $3,000 invested in this, in this protocol, this investment platform, uh, in four months, you put $3,000 in this investment platform. You don't recruit. You don't sell. You, it just sits there like it would in a bank. Okay? You do have to go in every so often and click one button on your computer just to say, yeah, keep it keep it moving, keep, keep it progressing. I don't want to withdraw yet is basically what you're saying. So... $3,000 in your fourth month, your fourth month in, you can pull out your $3,000. So your, your, your $3,000 is back in your pocket. And then there'll be a little bit of a balance there. And if you just leave the balance there, uh, for eight more months. So you have, you've been a total of a year, one year, and you pull out you keep the money in for one year. At the end of one year, you can pull out $10,400 a month for the life of the program. You heard that right. $3,000 in this protocol and this investment platform. You confirm you want to keep it in. Uh, compounding, uh, after four months, you can go in, pull your $3,000 out. And at the, and then at the end of one year, it will pay you $10,400 a month, every single month for the life of the program with a one-time $3,000 investment. And some of you think, well, Dale, that sounds awesome, but I don't have $3,000. What do I do? Well, Again, it works the same basically no matter how much. That's why I said well, I'm thinking ten to 20000 is going to be my initial investment in this. Um, but $100, $100, if you put $100 invested, you can pull it out in four months, pull out your $100, and you let the balance just compound. At the end of one year, you could then pull out $368 every month for the life of the program. So you're saying, Dale, I put $100, 
I get my hundred dollars back in four months, and then I can pull out after a year. It's been there for a total of a year. I can pull out three hundred and sixty-eight dollars for the life of the month of the program. Yes. And some of you are thinking, Dale, I spend a hundred dollars a month on auto ship and have products stacked up in my garage that I haven't used yet. I get it. And guys, I just want to tell you that this, there are so many geese that are laying golden eggs like this in the marketplace. It's hard to keep up with all of them. And yes, a lot of them, uh, the, the golden eggs will turn to geese crap, and some of them are geese crap from the beginning. But my whole thing is, if I've got ten of these that are going on, ten different, ten different passive income generating geese, and then I'm also uh, studying the metaverse and investing in specific coins within the metaverse, and I'm also looking at different launch pads, and I'm also looking at different DAOs, and I'm doing, there's so much that can be created. It's almost like, and again, I, it's hard for me to think of things outside network marketing terms, but it's, as, as Kiyosaki said in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and what I've taught for years is your ultimate goal is to put yourself in a situation where you don't need your check from your company to live a comfortable lifestyle. And for some of you, it's like, well, Dale, if I see if we put ten thousand, or I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was like whatever I I, I did my initial math, putting ten or twenty thousand into that that the program I just spoke of, the 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 protocol I just spoke of, the investment platform. Four months, you got the money back, and then I think at twenty thousand, maybe in a year, it was generating. $16,000 in monthly income. Well, how many, how many things like that do you need to where now, okay, you can take that money and, okay, we want, we're going to buy a, a duplex to rent out or put it in other income generating assets. That's how you win this game. And what I am seeing in the crypto space is people that probably don't need to be investing in network market, don't need to be putting their time into network marketing teams. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but, but they can start small and build up and be smart about it and really in a relatively short period of time, three to five years, put themselves in a situation through crypto, the right crypto investments that they never would have been able to otherwise. And that's just darn exciting for me. I'm going to shut up. Uh, Go check out the articles. Make sure you get signed up for our newsletter. Y'all have a phenomenal, phenomenal week. This is Del Calvert. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. 
It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.